0: This is a headgum podcast. The not just super, the not just special. The not just super, they're not just special, they're the super specials.
1: Hello, Jack Shepard, my friend.
0: Hey Tanner. Uh I hope you were having a chilly evening. I hope you're having a chilly evening. That's a chilly thing to say. Yeah, it is chilly here in New York. Oh, uh,
1: oiny. Oh yeah. It, no, not really. It's it gets cold other places in the country. I know, so but it's not only in New York does like, it get chilly, but
0: it's an oiny thing to do to br- like find a way to bring the conversation back to the big apple like it's the fucking center of the world. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it is the cultural capital of the world. Yeah, okay. All right. Oiny.
1: Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, Not very chilly. Only in New York can you find the cultural capital of the world.
0: (laughs) Okay. All right, fine. That is chilly. Yeah. Uh, Super Babies! Attention campers and counselors. Attention campers and counselors. I'm Jack. I'm Tanner. Green Ring. And this is the Babysitter's Club Super Club podcast you know what we used to do that I what? miss? Is
1: yeah. we would say, well, uh, this is the Babysitter's Club, club, and we would hit it at the same time. And we don't do that anymore since we're on the super specials.
0: Well, here's what we can do, and this is actually great, is I can say, welcome to the Babysitter's Club, club, and you can just throw a super in there before I get to the end. Okay. Let's you practice. Ready? This All is right. a practice. Okay. Hey, I'm Jack. I'm Tanner. And this is the Babysitter's Club,
1: Super club. Did I hit it? Nailed it. Let's do I'll, it again. I think I got
0: – I edged
1: in on you a little bit.
0: And I – you know what? Try to say it in the same kind of intonation as me because otherwise, it so, otherwise it sounds like you're interrupting me rather than augmenting okay. my Okay. I'll phrase. try to channel my inner Jack Shepard. Hi, I'm the outer Jack Shepard.
1: I'm the inner Jack Shepard.
0: And this is the Babysitter's Club. The Super. Come on. Now you've ruined it. Do you want to try one more time? What do you mean? You've ruined it. I thought that was a great take. That was a bad take. I'll give you one. This is something you wanted to do. Okay. Hi, I'm Jack Shepard. I'm the inner Jack Shepard. <laughs> and this is the Babysitter's Club. Super. Club. Bad. Terrible. <laughs> You've lost privileges. We'll never do that again. It's a podcast. I'm literally doing that every episode from now on until we die. <laughs> this is a podcast where we talk about the novels of The Ocean Princess, The Space Mountain, The Fast Fingered Swordman, The Condor in the Squall, and The Knife Martin Frugal Master. Ooh. This week we're talking about a Babysitter's Club super special called Super Special Number Six New York, New York. Yes, I read it. Just I read moments it. ago. Yep.
1: I, you know where I read it, Jack? Where? On the mean hot streets in New York City. Forget
0: about it. Okay, great. Yeah, how did it feel to you? Did it feel authentic?
1: Oh, authentic. I love the Hard Rock Cafe. Like Forget a, about a, it. Like an
0: authentic New York taco like they eat <laughs> later in the novel? I love me a New York taco. <laughs> straight from the taco stand. I can tell you, here in Austin, Texas, we were rolling our fucking eyes. We Don, have you know, Don eats a taco. I think we it's have tacos Dawn
1: too. Don yeah. eats a no, vegetarian. Don't. Yes, we do. No, you don't. There's a taco place a block from my house. You know what? You know oh, what they are? I'm sure
0: there's a place that sells a thing that it calls tacos, but there's not a fucking taco place.
1: It sells a thing that they call authentic Austin style tacos. <laughs>
0: Oh, that sounds really good. It is really good. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we have here. They're great.
1: <laughs> well, do you guys have authentic New York style tacos? No. <laughs> well, that's too bad because Dawn says it's surprisingly good. Dawn is good. It's so just it. like it's like lettuce in like a hard corn shell. Ugh, Jesus. And she was like, it was so good. Yeah. Dawn does a real number in this novel. Dawn is uh, weird. All the girls are maniacs in this novel. everyone's crazy it's my favorite i i the super specials are weird and they're not like the regular books but i do love how completely bonkers all the girls are yeah like stacy was the normal one in this book
0: stacy like there's almost nothing to say about her she's just she's "Ah, she's like in her element. element yeah
1: but, like, didn't ever talk about her diabetes, didn't ever talk about being from New York. She was, like, she very did, subdued. Oh,
0: let me, let me allow me to push back on that, Tanner. Let me read you this passage. I just wrote my note on it as just, this is very annoying. <laughs> <laughs> swish, swish, swish. I opened my eyes just as a street cleaner whooshed by Dad's apartment building. I ran to the window. Good morning, New York, I Yuck. called. Can you imagine? Shut up, somebody idiot. Somebody fucking said that, like, out the window as you're walking past the street. Yeah, I would give them such a <laughs>
1: wilting gaze. Oh yeah, I can imagine.
0: So Stacy not perfect.
1: Stacy is not perfect, but she is the sanest of all of them. She's the sanest. Dawn else turns into crazy. a total like maniac who who like is afraid to go outside because she thinks she's gonna get like mugged by like a giant cockroach. Yeah. And Marianne is <gasps> does her like tour book thing and also like starts to see like rogue agents
0: everywhere. Yeah. We get our first and only instance of Claudia on Mallory crime this week. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Those
1: two don't. Why would
0: they? I don't think they've ever talked before. No. But now Claudia hates Mallory. Yeah. Yeah. That's the that's the only like babysitter on babysitter crime. I thought that there was going to be I thought everyone was going to turn on Dawn because she is the biggest criminal this week. Everyone
1: kind of leaves her alone and then like they actually kind of end up babysitting her. Yeah, they bit. like
0: take it in turns to hang out yeah. with her inside. Um I feel like we should we we we're, we're diving into this text early, which I like. But while we're doing that, why not describe this text? Okay. And how do you want to do that? No, I've got an old method. It's what we've been doing. Okay, for the you want to do it five super specials. Um, you extemporaneously, but in a very polished and an articulate way, describe oh, this novel. Dang! And then I will take ninety seconds to kind of fill in the gaps for you.
1: Oh, I thought that's what you were going to say. Yeah. Here's the problem. What? I don't have anything
0: prepared. Well, that's the thing. You, you. That's what extemporane Do you know what extemporaneously means? No, I do.
1: It means without preparing. Mm-hmm. It
0: means off the top of your head. Yeah. Um.
1: Oh, geez. I just, I like barely got a chance to finish this book before we started recording. I've just been so busy.
0: Okay. Gosh, you just want me to come up with something, huh? Yeah. Just re- reach into that mind palace of yours and pull out a perfectly polished crown jewel that we can all
1: admire and you don't want to do your 90 seconds first just to kind of nope, give I'm me a
0: template a creature of habit and order and I want to do it the way we've done it every week okay I okay. mean you're
1: going to have to be pretty lenient with me because I don't have much okay. here <clears throat> um, I guess I'll, I'll begin go for it two tours in Vietnam a spec ops mission in Kuwait 36 confirmed kills, countless interrogations. Corporal William Henry Morgan, or Bill to his friends, has seen it all. But nothing could prepare him for his life in the private sector. In Haiphong, Corporal Bill watched as his men were lured into minefields by snipers, vaporized instantly by Lap lui oi blasts, he watched as his fellow soldiers fell into tiger traps in the jungles outside of Kantho, impaled on spikes and left to bleed out. He'd never forget their screams. In al six of his men died while trying to put out an oil well fire, the thick, acrid, black tar clinging to their skin as they flailed desperately in the sand trying to put themselves out. But all that hardened Bill, made him into a better soldier, a stronger man. His lifetime of hell prepared him for his true calling, watching after Alistair and Rowena Harrington, ages seven and four, the children of two English dignitaries in New York on an important peacekeeping mission. If anyone wanted to get to the Harrington children, they'd need to go through Corporal Bill first. (laughs) And Bill was ready for them. He got all the training he needed in the killing fields of Vietnam, in the deserts of Kuwait, and in New York, New York. (laughs) babysitters club super special number six New York New York Wow I think you really got it all yeah I told you before we started that I yeah. my I like I was planning on doing a fairly r- comprehensive recap uh,
0: robust extemporaneously yeah. of course I like that you focused on this character as well the um the babysitters go to New York and I think when you're a babysitter, when you're calling... When his, you're a hammer, every problem looks like a nail. And when you're a babysitter, everything looks like a baby. Yeah. <laughs> and they, they're on vacation in New York, but babysitting finds them. Yeah. And this week it was in the form of a couple of spies from England. And my only question is and this is kind of giving away a plot point of the novel, but like there's a man following them around the whole week while they're babysitting these two kids. Um, and he's wearing like dark glasses in a, in a like hat. Uh, It's described as a
1: rain hat, which I don't quite understand. And they think
0: that, they think that the, the babies are going to get kidnapped. They think a lot of things. Um, they think there's some real cloak and dagger shit going on, but it turns out that it's just, they're like, Oh, it's just the bodyguard. Yeah. Bill. But if, if you've got a bodyguard looking after your kids, like, why are you hiring babysitters?
1: Why are you hiring two 13-year-old girls?
0: Like, you have a
1: person whose literal job is to look after the children. <sighs> well, they get into this, Jack. Okay. The the kids, they just wanted Alistair and Rowena, Rowena yeah, to that's have.
0: And has such a weird view of what England is. Because <laughs> we, know, we know this from um, Marianne and the Little Princess as well. Like I think Anne thinks that everyone in England is like a the dignitary. royal family. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: they they're very public figures in England, is what they say. And they wanted their kids to have a normal week in New York City, right? Without having to worry, they they get very self conscious when Bill Corporal Bill Morgan follows them around, and they just wanted a normal week to just act like kids. But then right. they also dress them up like Victorian dolls yeah the entire week too. so not
0: totally normal. right Not totally normal. They're an interesting aspect of this novel, but there's so much in it. Um, I think I did
1: such a good job capturing most of this novel that do we even want to do your ninety second
0: recap here's a Here's an argument in favor of it, okay? You didn't talk about most of the novel at all, and I would like to try to give some context to listeners who haven't read it in a long time.
1: What do you mean? I talked about Bill,
0: yeah, a
1: lot, yeah. He kind of fleshed out his backstory a lot. Talked Exclusive. about his time in Exclusive.
0: Vietnam and Kuwait, and it was great. Yeah, it was great. But there were other things, a lot of other things that happened in this text, okay. and that's where I come in. And you think that stuff's worth talking about? I think so. Yeah, I think we. I think it adds color to Bill's experience. All right, man, whatever. We got you we got
1: time. Yeah, we're, we've only been recording for about 15
0: minutes, so... Listen, we got think time. about it this way. This, this guy, Bill, he's been through a lot. His history is really interesting. But his yeah. present involves running into these babysitters. And I feel like I can... Where I can come in with my expertise is, is giving you a little backstory about the babysitters. So you kind of know what's going through his head when he is ineffectively hiding from them. All right, fine. Okay, you want to put 90 seconds on a clock? Do I... 90 second timer. Good. Okay. In
1: five. Oh, God. Four, three, two,
0: one. New York, New York. The babysitters are going to New York. Why? Uh, Claudia and Mallory have both decided that they are going to sign up for a two-week intensive art class with a world-famous artist in New York. And they're going to stay with Stacy. and And then Stacy's like, well, why doesn't everyone else come? I guess everyone else just decides to come. Everyone goes to New York. Half of them stay with Stacy. Half of them stay with Lane Cummings, who isn't evil yet. She's nice. They have a nice time with her. Uh, Marianne becomes a, a walking guidebook, which is kind of her thing that she does. Mr. McGill is a workaholic and he um, – there's some issue about whether or not he's going to take time off uh, for Stacey, but he does. Uh, these This London family called the Harringtons are visiting. We've already talked about that, uh, but they engage the babysitters to look after them. Dawn is afraid of everything. She's afraid of mugging and cockroaches and she thinks that New York is a hellscape and basically becomes a shut-in until she meets this cute boy called Richie who uh, gets her out of her shell right at the end. Jesse also meets a cute boy. It's a boy named Quinn. Mint, who's know him. Str- struggling about whether or not he should go to Juilliard because all of the kids in his neighborhood are making fun of him for being a dancer, but Jesse convinces him that it is good to be a dancer. Christy finds a dog that she names Sonny, um, and uh, everybody has a good time, and Claudia and Mallory are fighting because Claudia is the artist is being a taskmaster and is treating Claudia differently from Mallory, and Claudia
1: is time up, time up, time up, time up, time up. Stop talking.
0: <sighs> but in the end, it turns out that uh, Stop Claudia talking. is actually a good artist, and the guy was just being harder on her. Go to Mallory, hell. Stop Mallory talking. has no talent. The end. That's actually the, actually the primary. This is, this, that's the main thing about This is a book about Claudia. Claudia is the the real heroine of this novel. Her journey is, is the primary journey.
1: I'm so disappointed in you. Why? What? How? What? You didn't talk about Sonny.
0: I did. I said, "Christy adopts a dog
1: in any meaningful way." Well, I've got a, I've got a segment for that. Okay, you didn't talk about, you didn't acknowledge that we know Quint.
0: Why would I acknowledge that we know Quint? I'm describing what happened in this novel. I'm not talking about my own experience. He's an old friend. He's a new friend. We know now. him, and now we finally get his origin story, and it's amazing. I don't think you mentioned King once. King isn't in this. Well,
1: he's around. He's in yeah, New York City at this must time.
0: Be. Yeah. Right. Lane Lane starts to show some of her her badness a little bit. I was expecting there to be more tension with Lane, but there isn't. Yeah, it really does seem like the art.
1: Well, I mean, it's a Claudia book, right? Like the, the Claudia's the the architect of this fiction. Do you think every super special has like a main babysitter? I think every super special has a vehicle. I think it has like a a frame. That it's built around, whether it's everyone is... Like, do you remember the Book of Logan when the girls yeah. were staying at Leicester, L- uh, Leicester Lounge? Yeah, That was Marianne. She's told everyone, like, Logan can't come. I need you all to contribute to this book called right. The Book of Logan. This one was Claudia. She said at the beginning, in the opening chapters, that right. she wanted to go to this art school. She managed to convince everyone else to go to this art school. Right, And she wanted everyone to journal their experience so that she could do an illustrated book right,
0: of their adventures in New York City. Right, and the the book was illustrated. Anne took this so seriously that she brought in her own father. What do you mean? Ugh, Tanner, I thought you were a close reader of these texts.
1: I mean, I saw that it, it was it, interior illustrations by Henry R. Martin, but you're saying that that's Anne's father?
0: That's Anne's father.
1: they beautiful illustrations they're gorgeous he's a very talented man
0: you you really think that's Anne's dad i know it is he's a he's a famous illustrator is he really and Anne has never called on him before she didn't want to hurt hodges but this time she was like this is claudia's story and the only artist i trust to render her vision is my own father this is beautiful too big for hodges this is too big for hodges
1: new york is the
0: cultural capital of the world. Right. And Claudia's and the Hodges can't artist. capture that. Yeah. Hodges can't. Um,
1: so I thought that was beautiful. So yeah, I think this is a Claudia book. I, it's not like the BSC books, the main canon, where each one is specifically
0: called out in the title. Well, and Claudia goes through some shit.
1: And Claudia, Claudia has the, shit. the darkest journey. She's told her art is rushed, unfocused,
0: yeah. unimpressive. She has a bad time... Like she could never get back the time that she spent having a bad time in New York and at this art right. school because like of right at the him end. him okay, so let's talk about the monster <laughs> Oh he's the monster, yeah, so of course. super babies as you will know if you've been listening to the babysitters club club super okay, fine. you will know that every week Anne to keep these we books actually came up
1: we actually came up with an intro to this, oh did we? yeah so what do we do? Well, right now there's a scraping sound underneath our voices, and oh, then that's scary. we're gonna a door scare people a, a, a door creaks open, and one of us says the monster oh. and then the other one, and then there's a howl, and the other one says
0: And the beast yep that's scary but aren't we going to scare scare our listeners though
1: yeah, okay. it's titillating, okay
0: well, so every week, Anne puts a monster and a beast in these novels we've uh, cataloged them book by book without fail. This week the monster I think is this art teacher. His name is Mac- and he's a famous artist. But don't Claudia- say his name. Don't yeah, you dare should. say his name. I shouldn't say his name. So Claudia doesn't refer to him by the name which I won't repeat. Right. Don't say it again. In fact, maybe we should bleep it. The first we'll bleep, time said we'll bleep it. it. Yeah. We'll go back producers? Producers. Go back and um, yeah, Get off your fucking ass. Come on.
1: Come on.
0: Yeah. 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 Leave a marker. Yes. What do you mean, marker? I
1: don't, I'm not in your world.
0: Just do it. Just fucking do it now. We're the talent. We are the talent. How many times do I have to say that? We are the talent. Sorry. Sorry, baby nature. Just get so angry. They're just so incompetent. Okay. So
1: they'll bleep it. They'll bleep it.
0: Claudia refers to him only as him. All caps. H I M. I'm I'm gonna go to New York and I can't believe it. I'm gonna study with, <laughs> um. And then this man is not all that he seems. There. So I've got a couple things about him that I want to talk about. Okay. The first is the following, and this is like if if the fact that he is mostly referred to as Capital H I M is not enough of a giveaway. When they first meet him, the following. Say it right when they first meet him. <laughs> sorry. When they first meet, him, the following thing happens. We weren't impressed with the classrooms in the art studio. However, we were somewhat more impressed by the huge classrooms we found on the third, fourth, and fifth floors. M*** Room. Sorry, can you bleep that? Yeah. Room was number. You want four. me to bleep it
1: again? Because you said it again.
0: Yeah. <laughs> was number 414. Tanner, Proverbs, yeah. 4. One, four, do not set foot on the path of the wicked or walk in the way of evildoers. Of course. It goes on to say something that chilled me to the very bone huh. about why you shouldn't set your foot on their path or walk in their way. You want to know why? Yeah. But they eat of the bread. I didn't know this. They eat of the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. <laughs> that actually
1: sounds.
0: No, that's bad. I know that's bad. supposed to be scary, but it actually sounds really cool. I think that's what <laughs> Stacy did in Stacy and the Crime Girls. She drank the wine of violence and ate of the bread of wickedness. I would do that. If someone no. came to me and said, This is the bread
1: of wickedness and this is the wine of violence, and I want you to eat and drink both these, I would be like,
0: Hmm. <laughs> that sounds cool. It sounds cool, but very bad. You should. That's why you shouldn't. You just don't step on their path. I drank. That sounds a, I, like a I drank really a full great glass of the wine of violence is this, this evening, which is why I'm in such a good mood. <laughs> I'm on my third uh, Brooklyn lager of violence. <laughs> anyway, if that's not a signal, so is the the monster. The only other thing that we need to know about this guy is the following. Obviously, bleep the name that I'm about to say. Yes. And it angers me that I have to repeat this, but if you don't fucking do it yourself, it's not going to get done around here. Yep. Did you even get any grapes today? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> Good. No, he's the only fucking competent person on this goddamn staff. The grape guy? <laughs> yeah. At 9.30 on the nose, even though kids were still arriving and without greeting the class, Mark Mc- Mc- began to speak. He said... Today's lesson is intended to make you aware of dimension and perspective when you draw. (laughs) I feel like the when you draw is pretty uh, perfunctory
1: there. It's
0: pretty perfunctory because he's trying to make these girls aware of the dimensions that they've previously been unable to access. This is a dangerous person. You think that...
1: These girls before now only had access to how many dimensions? Four max. Oh. Oh, oh, okay. 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 I understand. Yeah. I thought maybe this was like a flatland thing, and you thought these girls were until now like one or possibly two dimensional creatures. And that he him is opening up a world of depth. No.
0: They are But no, these are
1: these are normal girls. Who have access to three or four dimensions and are now their minds are being flayed as right. they're
0: granted access to, yeah, we're talking the, five the full six, slate of dimensions. 10, yeah, a thousand dimensions, right? And who knows what will happen to them? Maybe it's what happened to Dawn, frankly. But this brings me perfectly to
1: the beast
0: mm. because the next thing that him <laughs> says yeah. all morning kept looking at my drawings, pausing and then telling me to do something differently, to work more slowly, to pay stricter attention to angles, and on and on. Okay, you know, who pays strict attention to angles, don't you, Tanner? Yeah, I do. I
1: do indeed. And do you want the me Hounds tell of Tindalos? The Hounds
0: of Tindalos
1: from the HBO Hounds
0: Craft. are said to inhabit the angles of time. And the best way to get their attention is if you travel through time. Yep. And once they catch on to you, they will never stop chasing you until they've done whatever horrible thing the Hounds of Tindalos do. And I think that we have a Hound of Tindalos in this novel.
1: I think you're right about the Hounds of Tindalos, obviously. I think Mm -hmm. that's obviously what our beast is this week. I actually managed to catch another Hound of Tindalos in this book, which which only confirms your theory. Hmm. When we had paid for our lemonades, and they were expensive as lemonades go, we walked around some more. Stacy bought balloons for the children. You can't take them into the museum, though, she warned them. That's all right. That's all right. Uh, Let me try that again.
0: Yeah, can you do a British accent for that, please? Yeah. Uh, uh,
1: That's a right. That's a right.
0: Posh, not fucking. Posh. That's a. Cockney.
1: alright? I don't know how to do British accents. Say it real quick.
0: That's alright.
1: <laughs> okay. That's alright. That's alright. Said Rowena. Mm. We'll tie them to something outside and get them when we're done.
0: That was pretty good.
1: Alistair and Rowena finished their drinks. They rode the Ferris wheel and after the ride, they left the fair. How do you like my dog? <gasps> Rowena right. Rowena asked as the four of us walked slowly towards the museum. "'You're what?' I said. I was holding one of her hands. In her other hand was her balloon. It bobbed along beside us. "'My pet dog,' Uh, Rowena said again. She pointed to the balloon. "'See him? He's on his leash. His name uh, is Travis. Travis Balloon.'"
0: And so what uh, what Dawn and what Mary Ann and Christy see is a balloon. It's a balloon, right? And this poor child who's like who's hasn't been corrupted by the world and sees things as they actually are. Is right. like, "No. She sees there's a, a hound. there's a hound floating beside me. Don't you see it? Don't you see it? it? Is, His name yeah. is Travis."
1: His name is Travis Balloon.
0: I found him in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> but I think you're right. This confirms yeah. it. That's two That confirms it. Two sightings. Two sightings of the house and who brings them in? And this is perfect. Anna's has has done a wonderful thing this week, whereby she has made it so that the monster is what allowed the beast in. Right, and I like that connection. This monster, him, him and his beasts has told everyone to pay attention to angles, and you know what happens? We've warned you over and over and over, super babies. Round off the corners in
1: your bedroom. Yeah, because his hounds are coming. While we're talking about Anne, yeah, very quickly mm-hmm. wanted to hit the epithets.
0: Yeah, let's let's go through the epithets. Here's my pitch, yep. just
1: very quickly. Okay. Every week, Baby Nation, Super Babies, Anne in the super special books reveals a new epithet to us, a, a nickname by which she would like to be called. Um, some of the previous hits you heard earlier: mm-hmm. um, Ocean Princess, Space Mountain, The Knife, <sighs> Condor in the Squall. Here's my pitch. Yeah. Ann M. Martin, the world of Nintendo. <laughs> I can, can I push back on this? I mean if you think you need to. If you think you have something better. <laughs> this is they're at South South Street Seaport. Yeah. They're at South Sea Streetport. That's a hard that's a little bit of a tongue twister. Can yeah. you say it right
0: now? South Street Seaport. You had to really think about it. Yeah, no, it. I had to really work on it, yeah. <laughs> well, I've had a, kind of a lot of the wine of violence.
1: Yeah, so I've had a lot of the Brooklyn Lockerhead of violence. Uh, hey, a craft collection, said Lane. A Laura Ashley store, said Dawn. At the athlete's foot, said Christy. Maybe it's that. <laughs> the body shop, said Jesse. World of Nintendo, shrieked Alistair. And I wonder where the Benetton is, said Stacey.
0: Here's why I think that's A world.
1: Anna Martin, the Ocean Princess, the Space Mountain, a
0: world of Nintendo. (laughs) Here's why I think that can't be it. Okay. Anne wants to aggrandize herself. She wants to make herself bigger in her minds. A world of Nintendo, Jack. A world. Nice. That's nice and fun. But her epithets aren't her trying to be nice and fun. Jack, do you They're know trying what to take transit to, to give herself power? No, I have a I have an alternative theory. Okay. Let me read you this passage. Okay. At the end of I thought mine was good. I didn't think Whatever, so. whatever, whatever. Fine. At the end of this novel, Anne has the girls take a limo to go see a Broadway show. Right. And on the way there, they see a, a little out of the way store that okay. they'd never noticed before called Mythologies. Mythologies. Yeah. Christy makes them stop. And they're like, we're going to be late for... What the fuck is on that? I wish I'd knew. Cats, Les Mis, oh.
1: Phantom of the Opera. Okay.
0: One of those shows. Yep. Great. Not Not very interesting. Probably Cats. Cats. Cats is pretty interesting. Cats is interesting. They walk inside the store, and the following thing happens. Ah, the laughing mirror... I sighed. Then I held up the demonstration mirror and just when I saw my face in it the mirror laughed at me. Ha 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 <laughs> ha. ha, ha. <laughs> uh-huh. I began to giggle. Now there's a new kind of mirror, Lane informed us. She held it up to Dawn's face and the mirror screamed. So I bought a screaming mirror and everyone except Lane and Christie bought fish flashlights. I don't know what that is, and then I don't know what that is either. What a weird store! So they go into a weird store called Mythologies, and they buy the a screaming Laughing mirror, or a screaming mirror. I don't know; it's one of the two things. And I think here's my case, and we can decide which of it it is. What Anne is doing is she's holding a mirror up to us. Yes, and that's what she does. With she these does novels. every week. Every, every single week, week, she holds a mirror up to. her. Us, and she reveals a deep truth about ourselves and about the world that we live in that we never saw before. We've been doing this for years now, two years. And every week she does that. Right. My question for you is when we look in that mirror, does it laugh at us or does it scream at us? I think
1: it depends. I think it changes week to week. Right. Week to week. Sometimes yeah. Sometimes I look in that mirror and I hear laughter. Yeah. And those are the good days. Okay. But then there are the dark days. So I think that what... Aunt- yeah. Oh, Jesus. The now days where I
0: look days. in the mirror and just hear screaming. Yeah. And that's the experience of being a Babysitter's Club Scholar and expert. And that's why we do it for you so you don't have two baby nations, super babies. And
1: as far as epithet is concerned, I think it. we're going to have to take it week depend. by
0: week. That's what she wants. She wants us to choose week by week whether she's the screaming mirror or the laughing mirror.
1: Yeah, and you can. I think task. Super Babies, you can pr- kind of really read into our moods. Yeah. <laughs> I think depending on whether or not you get the laughing mirror or the screaming mirror. Yeah, yeah. And we, we think know. this is better than the world of Nintendo. I think so. A whole world of Nintendo, Jack. I
0: think that's a good and fun thing, but I don't think it's what Anne wants us to call her. Can you
1: imagine how fun that would
0: be? A world <laughs> so of Nintendo? Good. Yeah. I would play Ninja Gaiden 1, 2, and 3. Uh, Tenor. okay. I was thinking that now would be a good time for me to go and get a little bit more of the wine of violence. Yeah,
1: I'm going to have some of the... Bread of wickedness? Bread of wickedness. (laughs) Okay, goodbye. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hmm. do a whole bunch like just flood Facebook with one like, one prayer please go donate to my GoFundMe I need to bring my website wetterhelp.com back from the brink. Betterhelp.com they feel like there's a little bit of uh, infringement. I said well you know we're on the dark web you guys are on the surface web our whole thing is like getting people wet who don't want to be wet so it's like Stepping in a puddle or like sitting on a bench that's wet. That's us. Like that's what we do. Share this with a friend. One like, one prayer. I will follow through on the like prayer stuff too. I will be praying all night. I would use today's sponsor, betterhelp.com. Of course, I can't. I am evil Tanner. I can only use the deep web. We do have a deep web version of betterhelp.com. It's called worsehelp.com. It's not good, but I think betterhelp.com is great from everything I've heard
0: Let's talk about Dawn. Okay? Dawn in this novel is strange. Yes, she's seeing things. She's seeing things. I have a I have a some she's paranoid that I want to tease out with you. She becomes paranoid. I think this happened before in the novel Stacy's Mistake. Where all the girls go to New York. All the girls go to New York. Stacey's mistake was probably inviting them to New York. It was also eating too much candy and having a massive diabetic attack and then almost dying. But nobody has a good time. And the person who has the least good time is Dawn, who like, it just, I don't know. It's weird because like, it's not very California casual, but she thinks that New York is like this hellscape. Here's the thing. Yeah. She's very
1: nervous about New York. She hates big cities. Yeah. Is what she says. She's from fucking Los Angeles. California, yeah, or th- the suburbs Bayless of Los Angeles. Angeles, yeah, California. She's from the biggest city in the United States.
0: She just buys this hype about New York being like this crime.
1: Oh, New York's a nightmare So, Yeah, I gotta say, I've I live here and I have lived here for ten years. New York's a nightmare. I once ma- saw a man masturbating on, on to an ATM.
0: I once, did, do you know my story about this? No, it's, it's, I don't know if this is an appropriate venue. To tell this, yeah, but this is your show, man, Sarah and I once got dressed up for like a it was like a flapper costume party, so we got dressed okay. up like real nice like we were from the twenties, sure, and like super, on governor's uh, Island uh no, it was at our friend's house okay. in okay in the East Village, okay, and we got on the subway, and this gentleman started masturbating to about us mm-hmm. And he was looking at us and he was masturbating. And it was like, well, we both look great. Right. So but it was also not something that either of us wanted. Oh, okay. And then a guy who was sitting next to us turned to the gentleman and he was like, I know what you're doing, man. Yeah. And the guy was like, What do you mean? What do you mean? And he didn't stop at all. And then, right. the, why would you? The first guy who confronted him said, I'm a cop. Oh, okay. And, and uh, was he? He was. Okay. And the other dude stopped masturbating but didn't skip a beat and was like, Oh, how long you been on the force? Okay. And the cop was like, Oh, 10 years. And then they just had this like and lively they had a conversation. conversation. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, it's a oiny. very New York moment.
1: Yeah. Oiny. Yeah. Oiny. Oiny. Yeah. Anyway, the guy I saw, I turned around, I turned off of uh, Smith Street onto uh, Baltic, and there was a Chase ATM there. And a man was just. Um, Masturbating onto the ATM, I assume, because, like, the Um, thought of someone using the ATM with his (coughs) masturbation on it Mm -hmm. helped him finish. Yeah. So, Babysitter's Club books. Now that we've both told our hot New York masturbation stories. Oiny. Um, One time, my friend Jim and I were on the train, and a guy was hauling a giant, like, TV, like, before all TVs were flat screens, and they were, like, big thick tvs mm-hmm. he was hauling it on a dolly and he bumped into another guy's foot and the guy said hey fuck you man and this guy was like eastern european and he just started shouting fuck to you fuck to you <laughs> good and jim and i have been saying that for 10 years now so yeah
0: so new york's not all bad new york is it
1: gives it gives and it takes
0: yeah it gives and it takes um, uh some beautiful new york stories oiny 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 but so Dawn changes in a way that well, – as soon as she enters New York, something changes. She, here's, right. and, and the way that she enters New York I think is worth calling out. The next thing I knew, we were in that dark tunnel. The tunnel makes New York seem like some otherworldly place that you reach by hurtling through space and time, right. she says. And then she gets strange. She refuses to go out the whole, literally the whole time until the last day she spends in the house. She won't go out. She's afraid of giant cockroaches. Like people like they take it in turns babysitting her. She's afraid it, of
1: snipers, she's she says of snipers. at one point. She's like, Oh, snipers will get
0: me. Snipers will get me. So something has happened to Dawn. Welcome to New York, Stacy whispers as they enter Grand Central Station. I had laughed, but Dawn had sat next to me like a statue. Um later they get to Lane's house and Marianne says, That's Central Park. I thought I heard someone say something about a talking guidebook, but I wasn't sure. Anyway, at that moment, the doorbell rang. Dawn screamed. The doorbell rang, and she <laughs> the screamed. The doorbell rings. It's, so something has happened to her, and— Maybe she thought it was a sniper. And it might have been. Right. Here's my, f- my final thing that happens to Dawn that I think really stands out, and I'm sure you caught this as well. Don was the only one who didn't say anything, and I realized she'd been sort of quiet ever since we'd reached Grand Central, and especially ever since an ambulance had gone screaming by the cab we were riding in, and then a second cab had almost broadsided us, and our driver had leaned out of his window and screamed something unrepeatable at the top of his lungs. Uh, okay. Something? Like,
1: something the human tongue can't right. say. Something a human tongue can't speak.
0: Something un- repeatable. The only thing I can think about is w- what is probably the most well-known unrepeatable phrase. And I imagine Don must have heard this. And th- okay. And you're going to repeat it now? Well, should we do a warning or something?
1: Well, you just said it's unrepeatable, so I'm curious to see how you pulled this off.
0: It's it's difficult. I was practicing it earlier and it's very hard to say.
1: Okay. We'll do a warning. Baby Nation. Yeah. Super Babies. Yeah. Jack will do this in under 30 seconds, so if you're worried about this, skip ahead 30 seconds.
0: Yeah. Okay. I'll just try to say it. It's almost unrepeatable. I looked up ways to pronounce it. 30 seconds. Okay.
1: And that's an approximation.
0: Yeah. Welcome back, up. super babies who decided to skip ahead. I looked at I looked up how Lovecraft says you should say it. He says the actual sound, as nearly as human organs could imitate it or human letters could record it, may be taken as something like Okay, like, well
1: you have to. Sorry, super babies. Yeah, sorry. I, you had to. You should have warned them.
0: Okay, and then I said it. Yeah. Yeah. But it is interesting. The first syllable is pronounced gutturally and very thickly. The U is about like that in full. And the first syllable, syllable is not unlike cool in sound.
1: Right. Yeah, I hear this kind of stuff a lot when I'm walking around New York. You know, I see these Lovecraftian horrors. Yeah. These Hounds of Tindalos. I see these like fish, these people who look like they
0: might be half fish, half human. Yeah. Um, but, you know, oiny. Oiny, and you just you learn to ignore it, but if you're like Dawn... Yeah, Dong, And you have no context for it, you're going to open your ears and your mind to it, and you're going to get... Flayed. Flayed. Your mind will be flayed, and you'll do something stupid, like spend two weeks sitting inside someone's fucking apartment when everyone else is... All your best friends in the world are having a fucking sweet-ass time in New York City. She does meet a cute boy. She meets the cutest boy. And that, Tanner... Ricky? ...is my... <gasps> glug, glug, glug. Glug, 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 glug. I'm mm, parched. Ah, I,
1: I don't know how we. Introduce What's the it? intro? What What's you? What are you introducing here?
0: Immersed in thirst.
1: Oh, you're immersed in thirst. <laughs> yeah. Ah! <laughs> this week and I was sexy music playing under all this. Okay, good. Well, this week
0: you were immersed in thirst by. And that's what we say, super babies, when one of us, one or the other of us, felt like we were going to hashtag swoon. Right um this week and i did over this guy richie richie magnesi rollerblading richie magnesi richie not ricky richie magnesi rollerblading richie magnesi that sounds that does sound good and that's how he that's how he got in a cast he does sound handsome yeah now that
1: you've mentioned that he's a rollerblader
0: yeah well that's good by then i'd had time to study richie his hair was brown and longish Longish, longish. He'd let the back grow into a very chilly little tail. <laughs> oh,
1: oh, just full body shudders when he said that. And when no, sp- you've, I am not immersed in thirst. When he smiled, am-
0: his cheeks dimpled. How could I have thought he would look like a
1: creep? Because <laughs> he, you, you but, <laughs> D- Don, <laughs> the person you just dis- described.
0: Looks like a creep. <laughs> he let it the back of his hair grow into a chilly little chilly tail. little tail. They say I don't know if we explain this up front. I'm not sure we explain it. They say chilly. So they have a thousand fucking words for cool, and they're all great. Distant, uh, dibbly,
1: chilly, and now the new one, chilly,
0: and chilly is. And the etymology of it is fascinating. It's because like if something is cool, it's cold, and if, right. it's, if it's super cold, it's chilly. Chilly. Yeah. And that's a fucking great. I can't believe this didn't take off.
1: Yeah, it never really makes it into the main canon at all, does it?
0: No, they say dibbly, they say distant, and they don't say chili that much in the main canon. Chili's great. Uh but and chili little tail is is, is all you need to oh, hear. Oh, it just hurts to me every
1: time you say it. Immersed right in thirst. No, I'm not immersed in thirst. I'm I'm living in a stark world of <laughs> parched. What, what rhymes with parched?
0: No, th- th- we've been through this before, and you misunderstand how this works. If you're living in a place where you're parched, you are immersed in thirst. You're thirsty. Do you get this? Okay. What's the, what rhymes with quenched? Say she quenched. <laughs> you're quenched. I'm
1: drenched. drenched and quenched.
0: Great. Okay. So this was a chilly little
1: tale. No, that oh. drenches. That I'm I'm entrenched
0: with. I'm entrenched in quench. Ex- excuse by me, that. sir. I uh, I couldn't help but notice, and I'm sorry to interrupt you, but is that, by any chance, a chilly little tail growing out of your neck?
1: <laughs> it makes him sound like Obi Wan from the prequels. There's
0: sexy music,
1: though, when I say that. No, it's bad. I'm I'm entrenched and
0: drenched, drenched with quench. <laughs> Oh, and then and then I and he turned around and there was a chilly little tail. Mm-mm. It was just growing out of his neck.
1: Can I can I bring you into my world of hashtag swoon? <laughs> yeah, immersed, immersed in immersed thirst. Immersed in thirst. <laughs> yeah, please. Quint and I left the Walters apartment. We stepped into the hallway. Will I see you tomorrow? I asked as we waited for the elevator. I have to go back to Connecticut on Saturday morning. Saturday morning? Quint looked dismayed. I don't believe it. We're going to visit my grandparents tomorrow. We won't even come home until Saturday afternoon, or maybe even Sunday. That means we have to say goodbye now, I whispered. Yeah. The elevator hadn't arrived yet. Quint and I were leaning against the wall, our shoulders touching. Oh, Slowly, oh, say no more. Quint turned to face me. He took my hand in his, then he tipped my chin up and kissed me gently.
0: Does it say where? On the chin, you think?
1: Oh, you know what? It doesn't say where.
0: I think if you're going to tip someone's chin up, it's because tur- you want to get at their chin, right? He
1: turned my face up, he took my hands in his, and then he tipped my chin up Yeah,
0: and so kissed he, me gently. I wanted to plant to a smacker on the chin. Right. Well, let's see. Because I feel like Anne would specify where, wouldn't she? Because that's important. Know. That's Jesse's first kiss.
1: There's no indication of whether or not Quint is taller than Jesse, and in fact, Jesse is often described as fairly tall. <laughs> oh, so maybe he's
0: very short, and he tipped her chin up so he could get at her neck, like right, like like in the in the that. like solar plexus. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> that would be in the way. Right. Yeah. That so he moves her chin up. He's like, "Get.
1: <laughs> let me get at that. Yeah. Like right here. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like the real hard bone right in the middle of the chest. <laughs> yeah.
0: Wow. The breastplate. That's a power move. I
1: honestly, if someone, I'm happily married and have <laughs> yeah. been for several years. Yeah. But if someone approached me and like t- t- lifted t- my chin <laughs> and kissed me right on the solar plexus. Yeah. Ooh boy. Yeah. Hashtag swoon.
0: Hashtag swoon. Immersed in thirst, right there. I
1: would be immersed.
0: In That's thirst. That's powerful. They're like, excuse me, can you move your face out of the way? And they put their they put their their palm the like their palm up and they put it on the bottom of your chin and they just tip it up. Yeah. So it's all neck and solar plexus. Right. And they just pa- plant a big smacker right on there.
1: Right. And they unbutton the top of your breast with my plate. like J. Crew so Yeah. My solar plexus is just out. And they're yeah. just like come to come to daddy yeah you know
0: well and what a beautiful first kiss to have what a
1: beautiful first kiss right in the solar plexus yeah no one's ever done that for me oh imagine that being it. your first i didn't realize you were still a virgin
0: <laughs> <laughs> i didn't realize either until just now when i finally had it described to me what the thing yeah. is that everyone's right. kind of like wink wink about
1: well this is how
0: debonkey starts <laughs> no that's not how debonkey starts debonkey starts it's when
1: st- it's one of the steps of debonkey
0: yeah but that you, that you tell someone you like it right sorry what i meant was then obviously you once you
1: started once you've started debonkey this is one of several
0: steps so we're getting this is what and, Anne, and i think this is beautiful that Anne is doing this in these books is she's giving us book by book basically a guide
1: to debonkey
0: De s- to debonkey and what she's given us previously is that you say to you got to say to someone me like it a debonky, which is what she said at the beginning of a novel she said me like it a debonky. this book is yes now about to start yes but what she didn't say is what you do next and that's been right. an issue for me because i've been taking advice from this and i've been saying it and then i'm like and then you know sarah's like
1: you've been doing it all wrong cuz you're also married and have a kid yeah so like something definitely happened but I don't think you've been doing anything in the right order at no, all. No,
0: I don't think so, and I'm trying to rectify it. But once right. I like the problem that I found, and I'm like I don't know, we're all friends here, but like I'll say me like a bonky, and then it seems to be going well. That goes over, great.
1: Right, of but course. But I don't know
0: what to do next, and now I do. Here's tip my the, worry. Tip the head up
1: all the way backwards. Here's my worry for you. Yeah. Is that Sarah you'll now you have this new move. Yeah. And Sarah will tip your head up and kiss your solar plexus. Yeah. And you won't feel anything. Why not? I just, maybe, because, like, you guys rushed into this relationship without even, like,
0: (laughs) doing solar plexus kissing. We did rush into this relationship. We dated for many years and then got married. But have you you ever solar
1: plexus kissed? No. No. And if you, and she kisses you there and you feel nothing, it's like, well, that's it. That's the end of that relationship. Oh, God. Right? Yeah. You rushed into this. I rushed into this. You're no better than Jesse and Quint. Well, but it was a beautiful moment. A beautiful moment. It made me... Um, Immerse in thirst? It made me... It immersed me in thirst. Jack. Yeah. Your Honor.
0: Yeah. Yes. <coughs> yes. Your Honor. Yes.
1: I'm feeling a little bit...
0: Okay, well, why don't you approach I'm that? feeling a little bit emotional. Don't don't, don't share that with the court. Uh, right?
1: Can we have a brief recess?
0: Yeah. Uh, court is in recess. <laughs> I would like uh, attorney for the prosecution to please approach the bench. Okay, that was... that. Was, oh, that's me? That's you. Oh, I thought I was on the defense. And attorney for the defense. Okay, I'll come too. This is... It's just so that you can... As you know, you've been a lawyer for a long time. This is so that lawyers can come and express their emotions. Sure. It sounds like you were overwhelmed by emotion.
1: relates to the Christie subplot in this book. Excuse me? This is a another hit-and-run case. Okay, right. So, Your Honor, I read a book this week, "Baby Sisters Club Super Special Number Six, New York, New York." Mm-hmm. One of the subplots in the book was about Christy Thomas uh, finding a dog. Shouldn't you
0: be focused on this family that died? And can it's you, a
1: I, brutal a, no, hit and run. I should be, and I will be again soon. And you were thinking about uh, what? What is it? As Christy's Christy Thomas finds a dog uh-huh. in Central okay.
0: Park. Okay, all right, sorry. Please carry on. Let's let's get right. this over with so we can get back to this important case,
1: Sonny. Son of Louie is the dog's name. Mm-hmm. She hides it in Lane's guest bedroom for several
0: days. before. Hides Lane's him. B- we know who he is.
1: Sure. Okay. Yep. Hides him in mm-hmm. Lane's guest bedroom for several days before mm-hmm. Lane's mother finds it and makes Christy put up missing posters slash take this dog off my hands posters because right. Watson Brewer. Watson's won't like, won't like, Christy's let, like, oh,
0: I'll, I'll convince Watson. When so Watson is just like, fuck you. No, fuck you! Absolutely not. Your family has brought nothing but like more shit for me to take care of. <laughs> like I, I like I like met Elizabeth and we got along well. And then she was like, "Oh, also I have like eleven thousand children and fifteen thousand pets. Can we all move yeah. into your mansion and a ghost?
1: Ghost. Uh, Christy gets a call from a young boy named Brandon uh-huh. Leach. Oh uh, yeah, beautiful. And she brings Sonny over. Brandon Leach wants a new pet. He's a nine year old boy. He wants a pet. Christy brings Sonny over to Brandon's house
0: and they meet. It's beautiful.
1: Brandon spoke up. I promise. I promise. I promise I'll take care of him extra good. I'll play with him and I'll remember to feed him and I'll walk him a lot. I won't forget to fill his water dish or anything. Honest. I looked around the Leach's apartment. It was small, the furniture was old and worn. But someone had crocheted afghans for the couch, and dried flowers were arranged in vases. Plus, Mr. Leach obviously cared very much for his son, while Brandon already cared for Sonny. I smiled at Mr. Leach, and then at Brandon. I knew I had found the right home for Sonny, son of Louis. "'What are you going to call Sonny?' I asked. "'You mean, I can keep him?' replied Brandon. "'If it's okay with your dad.' "'He's all yours.' Mr. Leach said to Brandon. All right, cried Brandon. He threw his arms around his father, then around me, and finally around Sonny. So, what are you going to call him? I asked again. I could barely hear Brandon's answer, since his face was still buried in Sonny's neck. But I think this is what he said I'm going to call him Sonny, of course.
0: That's beautiful. And I, for the same reason as you, was very emotionally touched by this moment because it's so sad that this poor child and his father who were just trying to make ends meet have now been plagued by a hound of Tindalos and will obviously be brutally murdered. Right. Just horrifyingly.
1: But you know what? Sometimes that's just the way it goes.
0: Sometimes that's just the way it goes. Sometimes
1: that's what's best for someone. Yeah. To just... These people are obviously not they're struggling. super well off. They're in an Upper West Side apartment on Central Park. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. And they have, they have like, crocheted afghans.
1: <laughs> but they're obviously struggling. Yeah. You know, so maybe it's okay for just the Hounds of Tindalus to come and just take them.
0: I think it's probably for the best. Yeah. Right. Um, that's beautiful. Yeah, I thought that that dog was going to go to someone we knew. Yeah, and, they kind and of hint at it. it. She's and, like, And it's also, like, did Christy just steal someone's
1: dog out of Central Park? S- Christy definitely just stole someone's dog out <laughs> of Central Park. Because it's also, like, it's very well-behaved and obviously well-trained.
0: Yeah, and it's like they see it in a bush. And it's like someone probably just, like, letting their dog run off the leash. And Christy just
1: took it home and gave it to a boy named Brandon. But also, like, Lane and the Cummings, like, are considering
0: it. Yeah.
1: And Mr. McGill is Mr. also, McGill like, weirdly considering. The the He's dog- like, he was like... Mr. McGill's like, oh, I would love a dog actually, but like, what would I do with it when I'm at work all day? And it's like, yeah. dog, yeah, we're we all do this. Like, yeah. this is a thing. You know how many New Yorkers own fucking dogs? You yeah, hire get a, a walker, walker. Yeah, that's but the why rest you're at work
0: all day to pay for like <laughs> stupid expensive New York shit, like hiring a fucking walker for a right. hundred dollars a fucking walk.
1: Living in New York sucks and it's yeah. stressful and shitty. So you buy a dog <laughs> to like alleviate some of your stress. Yeah. But then, like, you need to hire a fucking walker yeah. to walk the dog, so you have to work more to be able to afford the walker. Yeah, and then that stresses you out, so you get another fucking dog. Yeah, and then you start doing heroin and meth. And meth, sure. It's nineteen ninety one.
0: And you adopt the dog from a shelter. And you adopt the dog, right? Yeah. You buy a dog. Sorry, not buy a dog.
1: Adopt a dog from a shelter. Don't, baby, super babies, don't, don't buy. Designer dogs. <laughs> it's a waste of money. It's whole... There's a whole industry. You know about this more than I do, Jack.
0: You know what's cruel and unusual? Speak on this. I want to talk about something else that's cruel and unusual. Speak on this. This novel starts with a fucking 300-page letter from Claudia. Oh, uh, yeah, I skipped it. it like, the Super babies. like, these books, often, because they're super special, it's like, the thing that's super and special about them, and I don't want to cast aspersions at all because i enjoy them but the thing that is super and special about them is that they're longer and that they have more fucking like handwritten shit in them right that's hard to read at the best of times and impossible to read when it's cursive miss misspelled c- cursive that's like keep in mind
1: we're reading this on our fucking phones yeah it's like an uh a, a jpeg
0: like a a low quality and like, jpeg file the joke of I claudia books. is that every word is misspelled right and this book starts with a fucking 300 page like dissertation from claudia yeah, yeah. that was insufferable i felt that was pretty, particularly cruel yeah i mostly skipped it uh, here's another cruel and weird thing that happens in this novel so you and i have enjoyed in the past uh, and likes elephant jokes yes and, and like, loves ele- elephant
1: jokes, and it often pre-sages. is a signal yeah. that what we are about to read is a bit of absurdity.
0: But they, so they have an elephant, and and the, if you want to go back to our back catalog, the podcast episode Claudia and Mean Janine, we really explore elephant jokes, and they're funny. We had a good time with it. They tell the darkest, most fucked up elephant joke in this novel. Did you catch this? Yeah, it was pretty bleak. Yeah, it was very bleak and very like scary. And it's scary. It's scary. It's frightening. I. It's like the plot point is that they tell this elephant joke and then they can't stop laughing through the Broadway play and they probably ruin the Broadway play for everyone. But here's the joke. Well, what actually made them laugh was an M fell in a lady's shoe. Yeah. But go ahead. Yeah. Well, that that makes them laugh. But this joke, they say, Chrissy says that she can't stop thinking about this joke throughout the play. Yes, it's probably like Les Mis, and like everyone's crying and they're fucking like losing their minds because of this fucking dark, fucked up. This is the most fucked up joke I've ever heard. Go ahead. So should we? What do you want to do? A warning, producers? Producers? Yeah. What do we do? Uh, if you don't want to hear the most fucked up joke of all time, Super Babies, skip forward thirty seconds. Producers, you have nothing to do here. Stop. No. Fucking leave me alone.
1: All right, I'm me? gonna tell it.
0: Not you. The producers. Producers. Okay. They're just looking at me. Me? They are. The producers. Yeah. I'm going to tell this joke.
1: Are you okay to hear it? Yeah, I'm, I'm quietly Googling for our next segment while you're doing it, so ignore me.
0: Oh, actually, I want to tell it to you, and I want to experience your reaction to it. Are you sure? Because I was busy finding a courtroom
1: pun for our next segment. No, I want you to experience this joke. All right, but we're going to have to
0: work through this together on tape. Fine, hey you guys, hey, what's red and white on the outside and gray on the inside? what are you sitting down? Yes, okay well, this is kind of fucked up, okay it's it's a can of Campbell's cream of elephant soup. okay it's gray because they like they rip the elephant babies from their mothers and pulverize them. Wouldn't and that the be gray- red? yeah but the gray from their skin no i get it but isn't there a lot more blood than skin (laughs) (laughs) i think they probably for marketing purposes they like would they die great food coloring because you know that it's elephant right i don't think gray would be any more appetizing than red (laughs) if i were eating it's like a cream of elephant you want it you want it's like only the fucking richest like most elite Monsters who have lost touch with their humanity would right. ever eat this, right. and so like for them, it's about the novelty, and they want to experience, they want to feel like like there's oh, probably okay. like written on right. the back of it. Is there's a whole origin story of like where that elephant came from, and like like what its lineage is, and like how it was killed, and like and they eat it, they all eat it, and then they like purge, they like throw it up so that yeah. they can eat
1: more. Yeah, they're like sense. rich parties. Yeah. That's what those people are. And then they like, like
0: dance and yeah. enjoy one another carnally. I suspect. I suspect. They're right. fucking they're like pushing each other's chins up and necking Right. And if p- and if this places. is
1: part of your process, if this is how you do bonkey that's fine. Mm-hmm. You know? That's not everyone's process. It starts no with saying, here. I like it a bonkey. Yeah. It ends with saying I like it a bonkey. Yeah. Whatever happens in between is everyone's independent journey. If yeah. you eat pureed elephant purge it have a wild orgy
0: yeah fine just make sure you do it not the beginning for me yeah not for me yeah but fine yes these girls think it's hilarious though I guess they're young right anything sexy is kind of it's fine. like titillating yeah. right yeah. yeah book
1: six uh-huh. took us this long to get here yeah but here we are uh-huh. it is 1999 no
0: 1991.
1: Well, okay. We had a hit segment on our previous show called the bird of the Week.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Obviously, we need to find a way to bring that back. We've been ignoring and sidelining all the greatest burns in these books until now because we've been too afraid, afraid. to confront yeah. the segment.
0: Yeah, that probably has to be
1: courtroom-themed. <laughs> and it has to be courtroom-themed, right? Yeah. May I approach so. the So... No, May I approach the burn is good, but we already have a hit segment called May I Approach the Bench yeah. or is crying? Yeah. Which is about our tearful moment. So
0: what's well it's like a sentencing. Okay. Don't sentencing. you think that's what a burn is is. It's like a passing down a sentence. Okay. What's the equivalent of a burn in a courtroom?
1: How about small can we do something with small claims court? <laughs> Small Flames Court? Small... S- small Flames Court is pretty good. <laughs> small Shames Court? Is that something? No. How about Slams? Sentence to burn. Your Honor, may I approach the burn? No, we can't just do that again. <laughs> um, we just absolutely can't just do that again. Okay. And this is why I was feverishly Googling... Before,
0: while you were doing your last segment. And Here's we, what would have happened if, you would, if you, we, I had let that happen, is you would have ruined that segment by not paying attention to me, and then we would still be right where we are. Habeas corpus.
1: slabius. <laughs> we're on to something here. No, no, no. Let's follow this. Let's follow this. Slabius, slabius corpses. We can do this. We can do this. We're there. We're there. Slabius porpoise.
0: Alright, Slabius Porpoise. We've did it. We've done it. That's it. Now we've run out of time. It's Slabius Porpoise. Okay.
1: (laughs) Super Babies, this is the segment of the show where we talk about the best burn of the week. It's, of course, called Slabius Porpoise. (laughs)
0: It's about... Try to imagine... And and the reason... Promise will work on the name... Reason we call it that is because it's the mascot of this segment is a it's a sassy porpoise. Yeah, like a fierce porpoise. A fierce porpoise who's always right. sassing people and burning them, and right. he often crosses the line and has yeah. to go to court. Right, because he's his.
1: It's like his infractions are so fucking fierce.
0: They're so fierce, but. Uh, Did you
1: have, Jack, did you have a, this week, did you have a Slavius porpoise?
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, I had a Slavius porpoise this week. Can I read it to you? Yeah. This is when Claudia and Mallory are fucking pissed at each other. And they go to a Chinese restaurant and they get fortune cookies and they do an Abby's Type 20 where they're like, fortune cookies never have fortunes anymore. And the following thing happens. We ended up laughing, and our waiter gave us extra fortune cookies. My fortunes weren't exactly fortunes. They were advice on how to get ahead in the world and how to get along with people. I slipped that second fortune onto Claudia's plate, which is pretty passive-aggressive now that I think about it. Yeah. It's a fortune about how to get along with people, and Claudia's, like, being really shitty to Mallory because Mallory is being praised by the teacher and Claudia isn't. When she knows it, she read it, glanced at me, and simply muttered, teacher's pet, Slavius Porpoise. beus Porpoise. I think we're going to have to workshop this for the next time. I think the title's good. <laughs> good. Um, well, was it was yours, Slavius Porpoise?
1: So each of these books ends with a series of letters, mm-hmm. which is not something we've ever really addressed before, but there's always like five to ten little brief letters at the end. With all the characters wrapping up their stories, yeah. My slabiest porpoise of the week. <laughs> I
0: think Isn't what it is deform- is that it's it's like you ask the slabiest porpoise.
1: What does habeas corpus mean?
0: It means someone has to appear in court, right? Yeah, it's. I, I'm reading off a website here. It refers to a judicial order that forces law enforcement authorities to produce a prisoner in their custody and to thereby justify the prisoner's continued. Incarceration. It means let let them have the body in Latin. It's a it's a, it's a case of the subjunctive. I think. Habeas. So the
1: the prisoner that they've caught has to come to court and say his piece. Right. Okay. So that makes sense. Then. <laughs> Slabius
0: porpoise.
1: Yeah.
0: No. I, I, nobody's questioning whether or not this makes sense. It no, makes no, no. a ton of sense.
1: My Slabius porpoise of the week <laughs> okay. is uh, in the form of Mallory's letter to Mister and Missus Cumming. Okay. Thanking them for letting her stay at their place. Yeah. Mallory f- essentially fails out of art school. Yeah. And decides that she's, she's going to dedicate that's herself my, that's to That's my
0: purpose of the week. Is it fucking him? Harry. Yeah. Mr. Whatever his name is. Don't. To fucking bleep it out. It goes to Claudia at the end and it's like, the reason I've been so harsh on you is because you're incredibly talented and like, it's worth it for me to be harsh on you. Right. And Claudia's like,
1: oh, is Mallory good? He's like, no.
0: No. He's like, yeah, she's so bad that, like, I've just been praising her because, like, there's nothing I can do for her.
1: Yeah. Well, and then Mallory goes up and she's like, hey, him. him, Yeah. Am I good at art? And he's like, no. No. No, (laughs) Mallory, no. He's like, you will never be as talented as Claudia. It's
0: so fucked up. She's like, might I one day be good enough to be a children's illustrator? And he's like, maybe. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. If you I would, work really hard. It's like she's
1: 11. <laughs> Dear Mr. and Mrs. Cummings and Lane, thank you so much for letting me stay at your apartment. I had a great time in New York. Also, thank you for hiring the limo and giving us free tickets and feeding us so many meals. How did you like having four extra daughters and a temporary dog? I started my New York story. This is her storybook. It is about Ryan and Megan, two field mice, visiting the city. I want it to be very detailed and accurate. Do you happen to know how many bathrooms are in the Plaza Hotel? If not, don't worry. I bet Marianne knows. (laughs) Thanks again. Yours truly, Mallory. Good. My ha- habeas porpoise is on Marianne for being a uh, Doric who memorizes guidebooks and would know
0: how many bathrooms there are in the Plaza Hotel. Yep. Marianne doesn't want to experience the city firsthand. She needs to mediate it through a guidebook. So we'll work on the name of that segment, but I'm glad it's
1: back. Yeah. Thank God. Should we do like... Oh sorry. Slay Porpoise. here's
0: my argument against it. I'm not sure we want to make a meal of it. Okay. It's so strange. What do you mean? No. No, it's very good. Slay Porpoise, because it's like a it's a porpoise who's Slay. Yeah. Slay King. We're gonna work on it. In the meantime, Superbabies, we're going to leave.
1: Oh, you're done. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, Superbabies. Jack's done. Yeah, we've been talking for a long time. Janine visited the IBM Gallery of Art and Science.
0: Oh, I got that, too. It's very funny. Janine <laughs> says... But she didn't
1: visit it. She asked Claudia if Jeanine she... is so... It.
0: This is a very Janine moment. I searched the crowd for my family. There they were in the back, not holding banners or wearing T-shirts. Just there. I ran to them. I hugged all of them, including Janine. You're back, said Dad. Duh. You made it home safely, said Mom. What did she expect? Uh, Did you, by any chance, visit the IBM Gallery of Science and Art? (laughs) That's the genius. (laughs) I love you, Janine. Slay.
1: Slay. Slay, Janine. I've been Tanner Greenring. I've been Jack Shepard. This was our podcast that we record every week called The Babysitter's Club. Super
0: Club. Please rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts. Please do it. Please do it. I haven't seen many ratings lately, and we need them. We need I don't them. read them. Otherwise, we will We will die. We will all
1: die. We'll all die. I don't read them, but I do check in on our merch store, bit.ly slash bsccmerch yeah. every now and then. And we do have plenty of great shirts and pins and even a tote bag available Mm -hmm. to purchase. Holidays are right around the corner. Purchase them now. Give
0: them to your father. Yes, and only your father. Super Babies, this week we read a novel that was called New York, New York, and next week we're reading a terrifying super special called Snowbound. We just read that. Actually, we read a super, super special about them being snowbound, but right. it wasn't called Snowbound. This one's oh. the Anne's really going for it. Okay, well I'm S- excited to read it. Snowbound. I'm looking snowbound. forward to it. This week, super babies. I have been Jack Alexander Shepard. My name is
1: always has been and continues to be Tanner Greenring. For the love of God,
0: have fun and be careful.
1: Round off the corners of your bedroom.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Claudia's wearing a bra now, and the way she talks, you would think that boys had just been invented. I got a I got a very
1: distracting text message from <laughs> my friend Jim, whom Mallory hates. <laughs> yeah. And all boys. And and all boys. But I'm closing it now. He did one of those an emojis. Do you know the new iOS thing where you can do an emojis? Mm. You can do animated emojis and he keeps he's got this one where he keeps winking one eye and sticking his tongue out like this. That's funny. It's really distracting. I wish I could forward it to you somehow.
0: Turn, turn it off. <laughs> All right. That was a HeadGum Podcast.